Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the study where the authors reported that the NCA fact sheet for coaches has a small to moderate positive effect on the concussion knowledge and behavioral intentions among NCA coaches. In the second post, we highlight the Joint Task Force report on cell-based therapies from the American Society for Bone and Mineral Research and Orthopedic Research Society. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors conducted a randomized trial to evaluate the effect of the newly updated handout, Concussion Safety, What Coaches Need to Know, on NCA Head Coaches' Knowledge and Safety Supportive Intentions. 6% of contacted head coaches from all 49 NCA sports and all three divisions agreed to be randomized into two groups that electronically reviewed the handout before or after completing a knowledge and behavioral intention questionnaire. Most of the participants coached a contact or collision sport. The knowledge questionnaire used 10 true or false questions that covered content related to concussion symptoms, consequences for playing with a concussion, moderators for concussion recovery, and long-term consequences. The authors assessed behavioral intentions using three three-item Likert questions about whether they would talk to the team about concussions, pull a player out of a game or practice if they suspected a concussion, and encourage medical staff to return an athlete to play as soon as possible. Coaches spent a little less than five minutes reading the handout. On average, both groups had good knowledge. However, coaches that viewed the handout before the questionnaire had a higher knowledge score. The difference in knowledge was mostly influenced by the differences in awareness about the consequences of continuing to play after a concussion, such as the risk of possible death, lower extremity injury, and longer recovery. Nearly 90% of the coaches reported that they talked to their team about concussions in the prior year. A few coaches reported that they allowed an athlete with a concussion to continue to play during the prior season or encouraged medical staff to return an athlete as soon as possible. As for the next year, the coaches that read the handout first were less likely to report that they would allow an athlete with a possible concussion to continue to play or encourage medical staff to return an athlete as soon as possible. The majority of the coaches reported that they learned something new and that they would recommend the fact sheet to other coaches. They also reported wanting to have more information about concussion, such as the NCA rules and guidelines related to concussion, and how to prevent concussion. The authors of the study found evidence to support the use of the NCAA fact sheet for coaches to enhance short-term knowledge. However, the improvement was small, 
and it's unclear if these gains will result in meaningful or sustained behavioral changes. Though it's encouraging to see that fewer coaches that read the handout first reported unsafe intentions. One explanation for the small to moderate gains in knowledge was that participants were knowledgeable on many aspects of concussions to begin with. For example, the group that read the handouts after the survey answered on average 8 out of 10 questions correctly. Since less than 10% of coaches were willing to participate, perhaps more knowledgeable coaches were the ones willing to complete the study. Hence, it's unclear how the fact sheet would perform among a randomly selected group of college coaches. Despite this limitation, it was interesting to note that the acceptance rate was high, and a large number of coaches actually reported learning something new. Currently, medical professionals seeking to develop concussion education materials could use the NCAA fact sheet or build and adapt the NCAA's content by targeting behaviors that they believe are appropriate for their coaches and to individualize the educational content for their setting. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a news article about a study where the authors found that the painful overuse injury, often referred to as swimmer's shoulder, may be caused by excessive swimming distance during training, along with a culture in competitive swimming that normalizes pain. And don't forget, if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice use, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the news article on our new website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.